Are you? Are you? Yeah. You can go and sit and listen to lots of things. But it says the word, by hearing the word, it releases faith. And faith is a, a game changer. And I felt really stirred this morning that the word was going to crush doubts that you've been having. That you can go into this new year with victory and freedom. So if there's anything that you're like, yeah, I don't really know. The word is going to come to you this morning and going to bring faith to crush that doubt completely. So why don't you just stir your heart towards the Lord? Because I believe that he's going to speak to you incredibly specifically because he's that personal. So God, I just thank you for your word. That It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we do, we just release all those places of doubt and unbelief and we thank you that your word would just crush them this morning. That we would walk in a new freedom. That our eyes would be open and our ears would be able to be attentive. And our hearts would be softened to your word. That it would bring transformation and would change the trajectory of the course of what's going to happen this year. God, we thank you that we're unified in this house. And we thank you, God, for your word that is powerful and effective. In Jesus' name, amen. So I am excited about the word this morning because the Lord dropped it into my heart. This is from him to you. That makes it, <laughs> anyway, it's called the Joshua Mode, and today's word is out of the book of Joshua, and I believe that God wants to speak to you and show you some valuable insights for 2023. Do you need any of those? Need any insights? And we're going to get them from this man's journey, okay? And his story is found in the sixth book of the Old Testament, in the book of Joshua. And I want to give you a few snapshots of him so that as we begin the message, you actually have a little bit of foundation of who Joshua is. He first shows up right after they've crossed the Red Sea and they're in the wilderness and there comes the Anaks come after them, Amalekites come after them, and there's a war and Joshua is called to be the leader of the army at that point. And so that was his role. He was also um, a, kind of like an assistant to Moses through the journey in there. He's the one that was one of the 12 that went into the, spied out the land, and he came out with a good report. He was one of the two that had a good report. But one of my favorite things about Joshua is the scripture says that God would come and meet Moses in a tent that was set outside the camp and he would be Moses would meet with God and he would come out and his face would glow from meeting with God and it says that Joshua Moses left but Joshua stayed outside the tent do you see the hunger (laughs) 
He had a hunger for something. And it says that he also went up on the mountain with Moses when Moses went to meet with God. But probably the most significant moment that we have about Joshua before the book of Joshua is found in Deuteronomy 31, 7 and 8. And I want to read it to you. And this is what it says. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage. You must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. And he will be with you. And he will not leave you, nor forsake you. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. It's interesting that Joshua had a new assignment. (laughs) A new assignment. And four times God says to him, be strong and of good courage. And I believe that he's saying to us as a congregation this morning to be strong and of good courage. And so we come to the story of Joshua in the book of Joshua. And I only want to read the first nine verses of Joshua to you that you get a feel for this man and what's happening in his life. So it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. Did you see that? The Lord spoke to him. The Lord came to him. Moses' assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all those people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness on this Lebanon, as far as the great river, to the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, towards going down of the sun, shall be your territory. And then listen to this promise that he gives Joshua in verse 5. He says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you, and I will not leave you or forsake you. And he tells him again, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide the inheritance of the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. And again, he says, only be strong and very courageous. Do you think he needed some courage? (laughs) Yeah. That you may observe to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. And do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And then this verse, verse 8. This is an important verse. And it says this, this book of the law, the word of God, the Bible, it shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. And then with this, he gives a promise. He says, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be good of good courage and do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So this passage that I just read It holds a whole bunch of wealth. It contains wisdom and insight for you and for me. 
And I believe that God is speaking this passage, this passage, Joshua 1, 1 through 9, over us today. It's our preparation for the year of 2023. It is specifically, I believe the Lord said for Lighthouse Church, this passage of Joshua 1, 1 through 9. 2023, it's not going to look like 2022. It's not. I can promise you that. And it holds promise. Do you think that way? Do you think 2023, oh, it holds rich promise? Is that how you consider it? If you don't, I want you to rethink because I believe God is saying 2023 holds great promise. And I believe that our fast, this fast that we're going on for two weeks, it's not very long. 14 days is just a drop in the bucket. It's nothing. And I believe that God is calling not only older people and younger people, but children to participate in this. I believe that he has something to speak to all of us, that he's commissioning us as he commissioned Joshua. I read that commissioning, and I believe this morning God is commissioning us for 2023. And in this fast, I believe that God is going to take us in a deeper walk with the one who is commissioning you. It's interesting. I didn't have this message when Mike and I worked on putting this together. It is very much about you and God. Like some years we've done governors and police officers and all kinds of things. This one, this time, this season is about you and him and about our church being who we're called to be. That's what this is about. And it's, it's really, our fast is focusing on developing a deeper walk with the one who is commissioning you this morning. So God is telling us that we too are entering a new season. I like new seasons. Do you? I'm done with the old season. I'm ready for a new season. Are you? Yes. And it's one where we haven't been before. You don't know what it holds. And he will be with you in the year ahead, just like he promised to be with Joshua. And he's saying to you to be strong and of good courage. And not to be dismayed for wherever you go, whatever you're called to do, wherever he takes you, he's going to go with you. And, and you can know that you're never going to be alone because he says he'll be with you and he'll not leave you. And I believe that he is requiring something from us today. Always. God is longing for us to move into a different place. And he, he is wanting the truth that he... The same thing that he commissioned Joshua with, he's commissioning you with. And this is it. I want you to look at that verse again. Verse 8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall, med- you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. So God is handing you a key this morning. A key that unlocks the journey ahead. It's going to shift what we do, and it's going to shift how we do it. Just like it unlocked and shifted things for Joshua. And the key to this new year is to walk in the Joshua mode. Thus the title of the message, the Joshua mode. That message, that idea of the Joshua mode is that the word of God is deep in our heart 
It's never far from our mouth. It's in our thoughts. It's in the process of everything we do that the word holds a central place in our life. God is calling you to be men of the word. He's calling you to be women of the word. He's calling you to be young people of the word. It's not like, well, when I get old, I'll do that. He's saying today, he's commissioning you to be young people of the word. So I want to give you this picture of meditating on the word of God day and night and not letting it depart from your mouth, okay? So the word, the word of God, it's meant to be your core strength, okay? I want you to think about a bodybuilder, okay? As you can see, I know a great deal about bodybuilding. Anyone knows one of the key things to being fit and ready for whatever sport or activity that you want to excel in, it's something called core strengthening. Anybody know anything about it? I want you to understand something, what core strength does. It actually holds you up. See, I told you I was really good. I'm standing, so I have a lot of core strength. Look at me. I'm standing here this morning. You're supposed to laugh. But to make you stronger, you have to improve your core strength. And you will not believe what it does. Listen to what it does when you strengthen your core. It improves your balance. You won't fall over. It it, it, um, improves stability. It causes all your muscles to work in harmony. Amazing. It gives you steadiness. It spares your spine for ex- from excessive load. It um, helps prevent inner injuries, and it allows you to perform your best, but it gets better. It gets better. Core work is the center of every movement. Core strength makes everyday life easier, and it boosts your power. Anybody interested in strengthening your core? Yeah. So Joshua had some core strengthening going on. He let the word of God become the center of who he was. He let it be the very inside, the very strength of his life. It allowed him to go places and do things that were impossible. Because he took what God said to him. He took the word of God and he began to meditate on it. And he began to rehearse it. And he began to hold it as a valuable And it became the core strength to his life. And we're being commissioned to live with the word of God as our core strength. I love what David says this. He says it in Psalms 1. He says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the sinner, but or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. He delights in it. And in this law, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the river of water and brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So this wasn't just for Joshua. This was David's words too. And we have both David's and Joshua's word. The core strength makes you fruitful. 
did you know that fruit is for somebody else? Fruit is never for the tree. Did you know that? The tree never picks it up and eats it. It's for someone else. So God is wanting you to have a core strength on the inside that you can be fruitful for someone else. Does that sound good? And I believe that we're actually, that if we actually believe this and make it one of our main goals of 2023 to meditate on his word, to make it the core of our being, we will have great success. See, I asked Isaiah's class to stay in the sanctuary this morning. And I believe that God is wanting to commission you guys. Seriously. And he's asking you to make a shift in how you live as young people. And he gave me Psalms 119.9 for you. And this is what it says. How does a young person stay pure? Very simple, by obeying the word. That's it. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. The, word tell, the world wants to tell you that everything is okay. You can do anything and everything. It's okay. I'm here this morning to say it's not. The world wants you to follow the crowd. Be like everybody else. Jesus wants you to follow him. He is looking for pure, holy young people with great integrity. You see, I believe that he wants to use you in ways that you have not even considered, that he has plans for you, and he's calling to you and saying, will you, will you move into the Joshua mode? Will you let it change how you think and how you see things and how you live? Will you let it rule your life? Yeah. He's looking for purity, staying pure, being holy, Living holy is your calling, your commission, because he wants to use you like he used Joshua. And it takes choosing to make the word of God a priority in your life, making it the core of who you are. See, there's a whole field ripe of harvest among young people. Do you guys understand it? They're looking for truth. They're looking for purpose. They're looking for answers. And you have the answer. You actually have the answer. They're even longing deep inside themselves for God, even though you might know it, not know it, and it might not look like it. There are those looking for God, and he wants you to be a voice to them. But this isn't just for young people, guys. It's for men and women and young and old. It's a challenge. God, he's challenging Lighthouse Church to be a vehicle of his great power. See, he wants you to be hearers of the word. Not just hearers, but he wants you to be doers of the word. And when the word becomes the center of our heart, it allows God to use us in ways that we might never have seen otherwise. There's a few verses about the word I just want to remind you of. I'm quickly going to go over them. In Colossians 3, it says, The word is, is meant to dwell in you richly. Oh, it, it has such, um, so much for you. It's meant to be hidden in your heart so that you don't sin against God. Psalms 119.11 says that. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's meant to be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Psalms 119.105. And then Timothy, he sums it up so beautifully. He says this, all scripture... 
is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So when you're thinking about doing what Joshua did, listen to this out of Deuteronomy 30, 14. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you actually may do it. And probably my very favorite comes out of Hebrews 4.12, and that's that the word of God is alive. It's not words on a page. It's alive. It actually is active in us. It's working in us. It's doing something. If you say, I want that, God, I don't know what that looks like, but I want that, he will begin working it into you. Because the living word of God is powerful. And it, it, it exposes the difference between our thoughts and desires. And it, it, it shifts things inside of us. So this new season, this new season, 2023, and this season Joshua is in. Listen to, there's something I want you to see in this season. That he was walking in the Joshua mode. Because he chose to take what God commissioned him to do. Take the word of God and make it the core of his being. I want you to see what happens on his journey. And I want you to see how God is comparing what happened with him with what he wants to do through us. So in this new season Joshua's in, he's leaving the wilderness. They've been there 40 years. That's a long time. Wilderness, living sand, sun. Sand, sun, and more sand, and more sun. And they're heading into the promised land, and everything is about to change. The climate, the landscape, their jobs. They're not going to do the same thing they've been doing for 40 years. There's food available that's available is going to change, as well as how they prepare it. Normal, everyday life is changing for them. It will never be like it was the last 40 years. They're moving into a new land, a new season, and everything is changing. And Josh has the responsibility to move those people from where they are into this new land, into the God's promised inheritance. He, he has this brand new role of leader, and he's leading them into unknown, unfamiliar test territory. He's leading people where he doesn't know where he's going. That's a hard job. And he knew he would encounter many enemies. There would be giants ahead. He knew that he would face challenges, and God wanted to assure him. Did you hear all the times that God assured him? Be bold and courageous. Don't fear. I'm going to be with you. Be bold and courageous. He kept assuring him because he wanted him to know, I'm going with you, and there's a different season happening, and everything's going to shift and change, and I'm going to use you. And all you need to do is remember to make the word of God Meditate on it. Think about it. Make it the core of your being. So I want to show you some of his journey and his strategies that Joshua encountered because he chose to make the word his core. So I love the fact that this story begins at harvest season. (laughs) They're going to cross the Jordan River and it's at harvest season, which means the banks, the water's overflowing the banks. The water could not be bigger than, than at this season right now. 
It's in, it's in the harvest. And the first miracle that Joshua did as leader was to take the people across the Jordan River on dry land. I want you to know something. Most of those people following him had not seen the Red Sea opened. They had not seen God move in miraculous ways. And here they stood before the Jordan River, the mighty river. And God is about to do something incredible. And this is the plan. Have the priests just step into the water. That was the strategy. That was Moses' instructions. Have the priests step into the water. And so he's like, priests, step into the water. And they stepped in the water. And what was to the right stood up like a wall. Can you imagine what they were seeing? And all the water from the wall that way flew down the banks, down the riverbed, into the Dead Sea. And it says that they crossed on dry ground. That would have been crazy to see that. This miracle also created fear amongst the enemy because they had heard about the Red Sea parting. And now with their eyes, they saw what God, the God of the heavens, the God of the Israelites actually had the power to do is to make a river part and they could pass on dry land. So we are like them. We're entering a a season of harvest too. Church, the harvest is before you. Jesus said, look out. The harvest is ripe. It's ready. It's ready to be harvested. The world is ready for people who have answers to their chaos. The river of God is overflowing, releasing life and power everywhere he goes. He wants to use you like he did Joshua. It's time for miraculous flow, um, uh, for the miraculous to flow. What do you think? It's time. I actually experienced a miracle yesterday. I've been for two or three weeks had a heel that's hurting me so bad that sometimes I can't even stand on it. I couldn't even step on it. And last night, my family gathered around and they prayed over my foot. And they commanded healing. And I'm standing up here with no pain this morning. I'm telling you, it's a time of miracles. John went into the jails this morning and he hardly got in the door and someone said, what do I need to do to be saved? I'm telling you, it's a harvest time. It's a harvest time. We need to be ready for the harvest. And when the miracles flow, it will show people that there's a God who's working, that there's a God who cares about them. And, and this first part of Joshua's journey is just a foretaste of what was to come. So the next thing Joshua did after the the water split is he had the leader of each of the 12 tribes pick up the biggest stone they could out of the riverbed and hoist it it up onto their shoulder and take it up and set it and stack it all up. And they're like, why are you stacking up the stones? And he said, it's to remind you of God who does the impossible. It's to remind you that God can open the sea, that God is going with you, that he makes a way through the wilderness and through the water. And he was with them. And so they built up that. And he said, and it's for them to know that all the peoples of the earth, in verse 24 of 4 of Joshua, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. And that you may fear the Lord, your God, forever. That we may fear the Lord, our God. So, 
God said, you have a memorial too. Did you know that? Every time you drive into our church parking lot, you see our memorial. Are you aware of that? We have a memorial. It's not small. It's large. Have you seen the roof? That roof is a miracle. We had no money for that roof. And God provided that roof 100%, $40,000 worth for this body. Do you see that sign out there? God provided for that sign. We did not buy that. God sent the money to buy that. And it came through a way of a hailstorm in a way that we weren't anticipating. We knew God was faithful. We knew what he had promised. He said, I've got the roof. I've got it taken care of. He assured me the roof was taken care of. I kept telling people, God says he's got the roof. He's got it taken care of. And he's faithful. What he says he will do, he will do. And so every time you drive in here, that is meant to remind you of God's faithfulness. That what he's spoken over your family and over your life, through the prophetic, through the word, through whatever he's way he's spoken, it's to remind you that he will do what he said he will do. Not only that, he sent us a sign, a big sign. Have you seen it? It says, expect a miracle. God sent that and gave that to us. And it's preparation for what's to come. And he's saying, hey, every time you drive in here, read the sign. Stir up your faith and know that I am the God who does the miraculous. That no situation you're facing, nothing in your family, nothing in your job, nothing in your finances, nothing in your health is beyond his ability because he's the God who does what no one else can do. And so it says, expect a miracle. Nothing is impossible with him. So the first great battle that Joshua faces, it's the biggest, the monstrous one. Like, couldn't God have let him ease into the job a little bit? No, he's got the job of taking out a city that has a wall 12 feet wide all the way around the city. I don't know about you, but I don't know how, besides a bulldozer, you'd take a uh, 12-foot-wide wall down from beside a city, and there were no bulldozers. And the enemy, he he thought it couldn't be removed. He, He was secure. The enemy was secure. And they were wrong. And the battle happened with the craziest of strategies. It was accomplished by the people walking around the city. The entire journey around quietly for six days. And on the seventh day, they shouted. And the walls imploded imploded, and and they crumbled. I've never heard of that working, have you? Impossible made possible for their eyes. The enemy thought he was secure and the walls were an epic fail. For God, all things are possible. So the strategy Josh used must have made the nations wonder about the lunatic leading them. Walk around the city. Just walk around. Look, they're coming. Oh, they're walking around again. I wonder what they think is going to happen. They're walking around again. I'm telling you, church, in the Joshua mode, in allowing the word of God to be the center of your very being, God is going to whisper strategies to you. 
And you have to understand that all strategies are not the same. And they don't all work the same way at the same time. But when God the Father speaks to you and says, do this, and you do it, you will never fail. And he is wanting to give you divine strategies that will pull down strongholds in your family. He wants to give you strategies that will tear down the stronghold holds built in our land and in our state and in our cities in every area even in the walls of the school there's strongholds and God is wanting to give strategies that will tear them down see the enemy thinks he's won he thinks he's got us and our nation But I'm here to say that we are in a new season and the walls are coming down. They are coming down. They will implode on themselves and they are going to fall with a mighty crash. And God is on the move in our nation. And the tide has shifted and victory is before us. I truly believe that, church. So what crazy strategy will God ask you to use? Will he have you circle a city seven times? What method might he reveal to you? What wild, huge prayer might he have you pray? See, it only takes obedience to God's word, and the walls will fall. All Joshua had to do is understand the word of God, make it the core of his being, and then when he heard, just walk around. That's what he did. And the walls fell. And it's interesting that every step he went, he never failed except for at Ai which failed because of sin in the camp, not because of Joshua. But every battle, every battle was different, and every battle they won. I love this verse in Corinthians, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It's in 2 Corinthians 10.4. It says, We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments to destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God, to capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. What a promise. Can you see the walls coming down? See, we're called to destroy strongholds. You are called to destroy strongholds. And your weapons are not physical but they're in God, through the word of God in you, speaking what he shows you, praying what he shows you. He wants you to ferret out the enemies like Joshua did. See, Joshua went from the wilderness experience and he entered into an arena of the miraculous. Almost every day, they saw something else happen. And he was commissioned to take the entire land. That was his assignment And the Lord has given us an assignment. He has assigned us to advance the kingdom. He's assigned us to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world. That's the message that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But would have everlasting life. He's commissioned us. He's assigned us what's in front of us he's giving you a sphere of influence and he wants to work in the miraculous in 2023 in your sphere of influence he wants to tear down walls and he wants to see people come into the kingdom 
If you read Luke, you know what God told us to do. In Luke 4, Jesus said, this is why I've come. I've come to set the captives free. Church, around you are captives every step of the way. There are captives all around you in every place you turn. There are people held in captivity. There are captivity in the church. There are people that are held by lies and unbelief. And God is saying, hey, it's time. It's time to be commissioned to go out of this realm into this, to advance what God is wanting to do. So we're, we're entering that new arena of the miraculous. I truly believe that. I wouldn't tell you that, except for that's what the Lord spoke to me. And he said, we are commissioned to take back our land, to save lives from the darkness of the enemy, to set the captives free, to open the eyes of the blind. And all of that, all of that takes the miraculous. For someone to come into the kingdom, that's a miracle. For someone to be set free from what the enemy has held over them all their life, that's a miracle. The kingdom of God is here, and he is setting up his kingdom. And 2023 is a season of great victory. Twenty twenty-three is a season of great victory. Lighthearts Church, we are going after what has been promised. We are. We're going to see all the things that God has spoken to us because He's faithful, He's going to do them. You are going to see people set free. What a beautiful thing. You know, in the journey, at one point, Joshua is out in a battle, and they're winning, but he, he doesn't feel like they've gone far enough, and it's starting to get dark, and he says, God, make the sun stand still. And God heard the voice of a man out on the battlefield and held the sun still for almost 24 hours. You talk about a crazy miracle. That's a crazy miracle. I don't even think that Joshua understood the depth and width and of what he had asked God to do. And God heard him and answered him. And God, we're moving into this season, you guys, a new season. It's not like 2022 or before. It's something brand new. And God is calling you, each of you, to participate, to, to join with him and advance the kingdom. And he wants to use you in healings. He wants to use you in salvations. He wants to use you in miracle crusades. Did you know that? He wants to advance. You know, we, we were called. We're, we had a word spoken over us. It's got to be eight years ago, a long time. And it said, God said to, I'm, and it was given to Pastor Mike and Romero and Mike McIntosh, I think. If I remember right, I was not there. And this is what the word said. He said, I'm taking you from a village church to a city church. And then I'm taking you from a city church to a national church. And I'm taking you from a national church to a world church. That's a crazy word. That's a wild word. But we affect Pakistan. 
We affect nations that we give into and seed in, but I think it's more than that, you guys. It's way more than that. Don't let our small thinking, don't let your small thinking affect what God wants to do through you. You see, this commissioning isn't just for the church. It's for you as individuals. It's for you children. Arise. It's time. It's time. Can you imagine that every Conflict is victory. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of that. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for to be so connected to the Father that I hear what he's saying, I do what he says, and then I see the results. That's why Jesus never had a fail. Because he only did what the Father showed him to do. And in doing that, it was always a win. It was always a win. It's time to take what has been promised using unique, divine, strategic strategies. And your strategies and mine won't look the same because he uses us all in different ways. It's time for your way in God to be prosperous in all you do. That's what he said. Didn't he say that in, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8? So I want to conclude with this verse. I read part of it to you. It's in Deuteronomy 30. But I want to start up a little bit and end with the verse I read to you earlier. It says, For this commandment which I command you today, to make the word of God the core of your being, it's not too mysterious for you, nor is it so far off. It's not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. Look at verse 15. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you might do it. That's the Joshua mode. That's the Joshua mode. So you could say, okay, so I want, I want the Joshua mode. I want that to be a part. Well, how in the world do I do that? How do I make that work? So I made it real easy for you, okay? I picked five or six verses, and I put them on cards. Becca, if you would arrange them on the table for me. Um, excuse me. And I want you to come up and I want you to pick one. And then I want you to make it like I'm saying it. I'm thinking about it. I'm saying it. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm considering it. I'm allowing it. One of the things that that verse like that that's been for me is I, I say this probably two or three times a day. Teach me your ways, O oh Lord. Let me walk in your truth. Unite my heart that I might fear your name. That's just one of them. And that becomes the core of my being. And, and I, I, I also say, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Use me. I, I, these verses, they're meant to be a stability and a strength and a power within you. And so this is a way to start. You start there and then you begin making the word a priority in your life. Will you stand with me?
I actually had the Lord speak to me, and I just want to share this short word with you. This week, in preparation for this message, he gave me this word. He said, truly, this is a new season you are entering. This is the Lord speaking. Don't live from old expectations and thoughts. Enter with an expectancy of a shift, a change of what has been to what will be. For I am about to shine upon you, and it will be glorious. I sent a call to come, to be a part of what I am doing. That's the Lord to you this morning. And so, Lord, as we stand before you humbly, we heard your call, Lord. You're commissioning us to be men and women of, of the word, that we make it a part of our lives, that we hold it deep within our heart, that it would be the core strength of our life. Oh, God. And so I present these people to you. And I ask, Lord, that in the days to come, that you will move them into Joshua mode over and over and over. And you will speak to them. You will give them strategies that you'll open doors and close doors, that you'll have divine encounters for them, that they'll have dreams and visions, that they will see and hear what the Father is doing and they will know what you're wanting. Oh, God, move in us as a church. Use us as Lighthouse Church. Let us be a beacon of light to the world. God, cry out to you. Only you can do this work. And just like you called to Joshua and you commissioned him and you sent him out with promise, I thank you for commissioning us and sending us out with promise. And each of them have to decide for themselves. But, Lord, I say yes. I say yes, God. I say yes before you. I say yes to divine strategies. I say yes to advancing the kingdom. I say yes to the, the beauty of your word. Let it be alive in us. God. Use our children, use our young people, use our men and use our women. God, we long to see you move in and through us. So we commit 2023 to you and we say yes to you, oh God. As you leave this morning, come up and take one of these um, scripture cards to start making the word center in your life. Put your hand in your heart this morning. Wow, what a day to be in the house of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Go in his grace today.